Happy Friday out there in WJR land. This is four-time Stanley Cup champion Darren McCarty joining you on this a wonderful first Friday uh, in the month of June. Excited to be with you as always with Sean Belegian, Brandon Blake, Big J on the ones and twos, and the good producer, the good selfish producer, self-acclaimed Eric Dortch, but he did a solid today. We have my captain your captain the president and general manager steve stevie eiserman is going to be coming on and uh during the 7 30 hour right out of the break and uh i can't be more excited and proud of eric and uh i must be doing something good sean if the old capitan is coming on to uh talk to me but he i'm prepared to get roasted you guys are going to probably see uh because now if he's letting his hair down in the media um you better be coming boys if i give you a question you better be on point right sean how are you doing how was your week bud Tremendous and uh, yeah, great job, Eric. Uh, getting getting uh, Stevie Wise, and this is a, a situation where you know with Stevie Y, you just said it, Mac. You better bring it because uh, he he was he was sharp the other day. I, I I saw the one exchange where he was talking about you know somebody had asked him a question about the the draft and you know how does this change things and everything and. Steve kind of went on point and said, well, what does your mock draft look like and everything? So, you know, with Stevie, why you, 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 you better be on point. And, you know, I've said this to you before, Darren. Um, I've been fortunate to, to be in a bunch of different ranks calling games in my life, you know, whether it be the OHL, college, um, even into the NHL. I have seen Steve Eiserman at so many different places. I don't think people understand the work that he puts into this job. And even when he was general manager of the Tampa Lightning, you know, 50,000 miles away or whatever the heck it is, you know, I saw Steve Eiserman at Plymouth Whaler games, and I saw him at, at USA Hockey Arena to watch the NTDP play. This guy is so well thought out and, and you know, really does his homework preparing for moments like this. And these drafts are huge, and nobody knows that better than Steve Eiserman. Well, you just said, do you explain the why? Why is he so good at what he does no matter what he does? Is because of the work he put in. You know, firsthand I saw it, whether it was in the gym, on the ice, you know, or now following everybody around. He's got his minions and drapes and Patty Verbeek, and then he's got great, you know, the, the guys throughout leading this young team. So it's, it's good to see two years into this journey will be interesting to hear from his own words uh, where he thinks they are at um before we get started um this is uh gonna be a little bit of a i don't know soliloquy i learned that that little bit but this is important because you know uh, i always express that uh, the reason i'm still alive is because of the medical marijuana program here in this state and just wanted everybody to let know that the 420 uh, cannabis and hemp expo is going on right now this weekend at the Soaring Eagle Casino, Mount Pleasant. And I will be headed up there right after this show, um, as far as Pink Cannon, the Darren McCarty brand. And um, I always say knowledge is power. And there's a there's a big fight right now uh, going on between the corporate sort of uh, weed and the caregiver weed, right? Which I just wanted to put this out here on the Darren McCarty show. Um, I'm going up there to get a lot of knowledge of what's going on because I will tell you this, Sean, that do not mess with the caregivers because these are the people that kept me alive and everything else. And my good friends, uh, Jamie Lowell and Rick Thompson, hopefully maybe next week will come on to explain more. But for everybody out there in the medical marijuana program um, and everybody out there who is uh, finding their who's and, and it, you know, the adult use and going by all the uh, 
all dispensaries and stuff, it's great to see that people are, are finally realizing that they have an option and they're using it. And uh, so I just wanted to give everybody a heads up that, you know what, as much as we start with the Red Wings and we'll talk about them, I told everybody that wing is embedded in my heart and uh, now the plant is on my chest. So if I got to fight, we're going to fight. That's That's pretty much it. But one of the things, Sean, that I don't think... And I gotta need your opinion on and real quick, but did you Jim Harbaugh's comments um, on the Bo Schembechler situation? And I think it's just, you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna read this, and I think that the whole point of the matter is that sometimes you have to understand the temperature in the room and to show any empathy at all. And I think that's the biggest. Um, disappointment like your parents would say to you you know i'm not mad i'm disappointed in anything like with jim harbaugh as far as not getting the temperature of what's going on with 800 cases and the fact that university of michigan got the study done the study was done and they brought back these facts so i'm going to read you what for anybody who didn't know what coach harbaugh said when asked about bo i can tell you this harbaugh said bo schembechler there was nothing that i saw in the times when i was a kid here my dad was on a staff or when i played here he never sat sat on anything he never procrastinated on anything he took care of it before the sun went down that's the bo schembechler that i know there's nothing that ever was swept under the rug or ignored he addressed everything in a timely fashion that's the bo Schembechler that I knew and I think the most disappointing is because immediately it just to the investigation to everything to whatever else it just ends sourly and and uh it's just because that that to have the temperature of the room and I, I you know I was just thoroughly disappointed because you know in in all honesty uh, I know a few of the victims so um it's just, well, Sean, anywhere I know this is pretty heavy and stuff, but it needs to be addressed because what did you, what was your no, take? No, I, I absolutely, that, I, and I think, you know, I, you know, this is a situation, um, Mac, where both things can be true. You know, Jim, that was the Bo Beckler that, that Jim Harbaugh knew, and I think he was speaking for the heart, and I think that everybody knows the admiration that he has for the man, and I do think that people forget he was around that program a lot longer than even as his time as as a star quarterback. So I, I'm not going to sit there and say that that isn't the Jim or excuse me the Bo Schembechler that Jim Harbaugh knew because I I believe him you know and and Jim Harbaugh you say what you want about Jim Harbaugh I think Jim Harbaugh is a guy that shoots from the hip and shoots straight okay but at the same time Mac could it be that there were things that Jim Harbaugh didn't know about. Well, according to all these victims, the answer to that is yes. So that you know, both of these things can be true. It's it's a terrible situation. I I'm never going to tell somebody who went through that. Like, I'm never going to tell them how to feel or how to rewrite history or something. You know, in in order for them to heal, I think they you know that's the one thing that we should. Okay, this happened. I am so sorry. I know my words mean nothing, but this happened, and I think that's what hurts. To people that have been through something traumatic, uh, Mac, that's what hurts is when there's like this alternative universe, and it's like, wait a second, what? You're denying that this stuff happened? Well, they, that's that's what hurts because you know the healing process starts when people, in my opinion, when when people acknowledge, yeah, that's terrible. I am so so sorry. That's when the healing process starts. 
Right. Well, I think it's just the the delivery, right? Because what you said, yes, as a coach, as a as, as the person that he knew, Bo, and that you know. But it's just the fact that of being the coach of Michigan, having being the on the throne and stuff. You just I expected more, more, sure. more leadership and stuff like that. And it. you know. Anyways, hey, speaking of leadership, we got into, we got another decision by the uh, NHL. Safety and regulations committee, and they came down with a suspension for uh, pretty much uh, hitting somebody too hard. Anyways, uh, we're gonna talk about that. That's what he got suspended for. Exactly, you know what we're talking about. And uh, Sean's neighbor Habsman, he's not too angry about the four-game suspension. That's for sure. Anyways, thanks for joining us, Darren McCarty. Show when we come back here, AM seven sixty WJR. We're getting heated up in here. This prima donna, selfish, good producer, Eric Dortch, just blasphemy at the helm. Why? Because we're talking about, if anybody hasn't seen it, Mark Shifley, um, a hit at the end of the game, unfortunately, uh, yes, tossed uh, Jake Evans from the Canadians, out on his feet, hit his head. What has come because of it is a four-game suspension. Sean Belegian, I ask around, was that a clean hit or a dirty hit? Yes, it was a clean hit. No, uh, no, there's Brand, no doubt in my mind. Brandon, you have to remember the generation that I come from. Now, we'll get to, we'll get to we'll, Sean, wait before that. I, we'll get to that. All right. Brandon Blake, clean hit or dirty hit? It was a clean hit. He had his head down. He should have been looking. Jason on the ones and twos, was it clean or was it dirty? I'll say it was clean. Eric Dortch. Did you even see it? Eric Dortch, don't you worry about Jay. What do you say? I I think it was dirty. I think it was unnecessary. There's no reason. For oh, it. it was unnecessary. Like I Eric, said, Eric, you got. Whoa, 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 oh, no, 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 no. I I I know. There's I'm going to get this from all sides. Unnecessary. How do I, I agree? If unnecessary is the right word, okay. Dirty is a different word. Do you know what dirty is to me? If you take a shot at the guy's head, if 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 you come flying at his melon. That's dirty. Unnecessary? Absolutely. Sean, go back. I, I, I couldn't agree more. Go, ba- go back to what you said, and I'll let you give them the generational speech about how we grew up. And you know, my big deal is is it's the same thing you see in all sports, how they've gotten softer. When I said he, he got four games to not only set the precedence, right, which is like you try to do overcompensate for the Wilson thing, which was a dirty play, Wilson and Panarin, um, Washington, the Rangers. I consider that dirty. So was the Kadri hit from the last series, was that, it? Was that a dirty hit? That was unnecessarily, yes. and I didn't see it as that. Wait, Sean, you say dirty? Yeah, it and, was. And you know it why, was head you know hunting. I can say dirty? Because it was because head hunting. unlike Shifley, Kadri has a, a boatload of history. Right, you you do have to take that into consideration, absolutely. Yes, and that's what it is. But do you so, Sean? Back to it the way that we grew, because it's as I was saying, the softness of sports, like the receiver going over the middle gets lit up, the defense gets in trouble. You know, like this, it was a clean hit, and it was no fear for Evans to tuck that around, right? As he should know, like anything else, is that guys are coming, and it sort of sets the precedence and. I just don't think it was dirty. Unnecessary? Well, that, you know, what if he doesn't hit him, right? The, the, the thing why I think, Sean, and you tell me, he got four games instead of two is because his stick wasn't on the ice. If he stick... made no attempt, right. zero attempt at the puck. It was a that, charge. And, and that's why, <laughs> like, and, and you know what? Like, like, Darren, full disclosure, you and I were talking about this via text the other night, 
And, and to say we were on the same page would, would be an understatement. And I think, like me, I knew he was getting suspended. There was no doubt in my mind he was going to get suspended. I thought it would be a couple games. I, I really did. And another full disclosure, I'm not crying too hard that he's out of the series for the next four games. And okay? why would I'm, that I'm not, be? I'm not, you I'm not losing any tears over Les that. But, <laughs> but your neighbor? I, I, hey, listen. tell your neighbor he can't come over until the show's done. Before he busts in, that Habs man. Oh, no way. He's hanging no out way. with Dandy right now anyway. I think uh, he, and, he and Dandy are off somewhere. But, no, um, Mac, listen, that you nailed it. It was – there was no attempt at the puck. And and that play was inevitable. He was a second late. Jake Evans was going to score that goal, okay? But what people forget is, in real time, this is a guy that has literally less than a second to, to react – and he zeroed in on him, and and he caught him. It, I'm going to say it, it was a clean hit, but it was unnecessary. He was going to get suspended. I, I was surprised it was four. I really, truly was surprised it was four. But you know, George Peros really, you know, he he sent a message out there. Well, that that that's what he did. To pretty much as far as that's why I said he hit him too hard because oh, we don't want to see that. We're back in the day that was sort of more of the norm but to me it's playoff hockey also because so seven game series it's not the battle it's the war right so this in the war in the war of things i mean how many times you've seen you know different things it's guys and this is what where i say goaltending puck luck and health no matter what yeah. you look at and and i mentioned to you since we are we're going to transition but i brought up a very very hard memory for you from 2006 but what i saw from the carolina hurricanes last night putting peter morazikin who we all know here in his first playoff start um and to be able to come out and and that game reminded me of what carolina showed to your montreal Canadiens back in 2006 when they did the same thing um to uh cristobal hua i believe it was in uh in it, montreal it did, was it was amazing. It was it was uh, Martin Gerber, uh, and and it was uh, a a twenty year old unheralded kid by the name of Cam Ward, and and I mean Mac, the series flipped on a dime. I mean it it, it flipped immediately. It was it was remarkable. It was I, I mean night and day. And you know uh, a guy that we both know, Peter Carmanis, is you know the owner of 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 the team at the time and everything, and. You know, Cam's this 22-year-old guy and everything, and then all of a sudden they come in, and and it was a different series. I mean, just no other way to say that. The Habs had put up six goals in the first two games. You know, won both games 6-1 and 6-5, and then Mac, the rest of the series, you know how many goals they scored? Six. They scored six in the first two games, Jeez. but the kid comes in and – it puts on a show. It was it was remarkable. So I think that's a that's a, a, a an apt comparison. And let's see if it goes to its logical conclusion. So what do you think? What do you like? Um, you know the the Canes uh, Lightning are still up two to one in that series. I think that uh, you know the Stanley Cup pedigree, which it always comes down to the home game, uh, game four at home, where you, where you get that Stanley Cup team right that mentality you'll get the best what i'm saying is the best of the lightning coming out i would think next game what do you got do you think the canes can build off this win and take it to the series what they have or is it uh more smoke and mirrors they need guys like uh trochek and and need a rider to get healthy 
love that kid. Gosh, I love Vinny Trocek. Oh, he's, you know what? he's got Gosh, swag. Somebody said it perfect. Oh, I love him. He's got swag. I love it. That's a perfect – I call it – that's his nickname. If I gave him a nickname, I'd call him Swag. No, you know what, Mac? I think the championship pedigree is, is going to see itself through for, for Tampa. I mean, you know, Tampa had a reputation. I remember you talked about it last year. I mean, it was so important for them to exercise that demon early in the playoffs, and they were able to exercise that demon in the playoffs. And our next guest did a good job of, of building a very deep team, not just in Tampa but organizationally. And, and you know, it's, it's going to see them through. So – um, you know, the Habs weren't quite ready for prime time in, in 06, and, you know, they never obviously realized it, but they, you know, did finish number one seed in the East a couple of years later. But I, I, I still like Tampa. They're just I, – I, Mac, I, I, I honestly think Tampa and, and Colorado are on a collision course for an epic Stanley Cup final. Well, what about your Canadians? You mentioned that you're not too upset that Mark Scheifele got four games, even though you were petitioning for two, which is very uh... – very, you know, that's why it'll work out. Do your Canadians have enough? Because they're playing playoff hockey, and 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 they that are. veteran presence, and and that's the difference, right? In a Corey Perry that's been to the World Champ, that has won, right? The, the, there's a pedigree of winners when the going gets tough, the, the the tough get going, right? Do you you guys get Isn't through the series? Isn't he a perfect example? Like I, you know, I remember seeing him in London for many years, hey. and I, I I hated watching him, hey, hated him, I, it, like. But Mac, you bring a guy like that on your team, and 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 you appreciate what he brings to the table. I mean, you just do. And obviously, you your team had a couple of those guys, all those all those cup championships, and you know, Mulpey had a a, a knack for getting under people's skin and everything. And you think? Um, <laughs> but you know, it, Darren, you're yeah. you're absolutely. You watch a guy like that play, and you're like, oh my gosh, I, I got to play like this guy, you know, and. I, I think that that's contagious, and you're seeing guys get gritty. I love, absolutely love Gallagher. I think he's such an underrated player. I, it, it is They are a different team when number 11's in the lineup. And, and him getting healthy, I think it took him a couple games to get back into it in, in that Leaf series. But uh, Brendan Gallagher is, I, is just a heart and soul type of player. I well, love watching that kid play. I give BG, Brendan Gallagher, the nickname Blood and Guts. There it is, blood yep. and guts. Anyways, yep. um, the good producer, Eric Dorch, has a selfish question for Hi. your neighbor, Hobbsman, when you see him. Juan, I get a new nickname yes. every time this show happens, but uh, they, they they played great. I, I liked, I, this is my selfishness. I'm taking a little credit. They won because they were down and they needed to win three in a row, and I put, sure a little, I put a little bet on them. And they got the W. So I, I wanted to ask Habsman and Sean both. And Sean, you can converse with Habsman about this. Do you guys want me to bet on him again against Winnipeg to help you guys through <laughs> to the next round? That's up to you. I don't tell a man how they can spend their money. I'll tell you this, though. Have you guys seen Jeff Petrie with that mustache? He looks exactly like his dad. It, it is it is absolutely frightening. He looks like Dan Petrie when he was 84 Peaches, exactly. But it's incredible. It's, hey. it's like... Oh my goodness! The kid's got a the kid's got a faster slapper than the old man had a fastball though. So um, he's a big <laughs> part of that final. Anyways, the times come. The man, the myth, the legend, Mister Steve Eisman will join us after this break. Please stay tuned. Darren McCarty Show AM 760 WJR. We'll uh, bring you in when Mister Eisman um, comes in. But uh, going back to the NHL playoffs and stuff like that, Sean, I just had a couple more questions. Do we believe that the uh, Avalanche are too much for the Knights, or is tonight because the game is in Las Vegas? This is a chance for them to get back in the series. 
Oh, this is huge. You know, you nailed huge. it. Huge. This I, is huge. Huge. I, I do I do think that Colorado's just too good for them. Mac, it is, it is frightening to see how fast that team is. I mean, they are just – and I'll go back to something that I mentioned quickly last uh, segment. A, a Tampa-Colorado final would be unbelievable. It, it really would be. I mean, two teams that – you know, just so much talent for both of those teams. And this Colorado team is just so darn fast. And Nathan McKinnon, it, it, it really is like a video game. He, he presses that X button, and he just goes faster than everybody else. It's, they're fun to watch. You know, I, I think they're answering the questions about their goaltending. And, you know, uh, tonight will be huge, though, back in Vegas. It really will be. Well, uh, it is time because if anybody knows about what that matchup would be like, and I would only hope to see both teams healthy to get the heavyweight match. But without further ado, Mr. Steve Eisenman, how are you tonight, sir? I'm, I'm good, Mac. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for joining me. We've uh, got Sean Belegian, Eric Dortch, and Brandon Blake here with us. What I All wanted to ask you... Um, is two years into this process of bringing the wing wheel back to glory. What are some of the things that uh, you really like? Well, one, I like being back in Detroit. Uh, obviously, it's home. It's been home for a long time. Uh, I love being a part of the organization. Um, you know, kind of went through it over the course of my career, the rebuilding and, and the highs and the lows of it. And, uh, you know, you and I, we got to experience the uh, – the highs of it and how much fun it was and you know i've been in detroit now since 83 i watched the tigers win win the world series i watched the pistons win a world championship or uh, ourselves able to win the stanley cup i would love to do that again you know um it'd be a great challenge so it's it's really fun to be a part of the organization again hey just quick on that um stevie do you remember um i i still remember to this day and it's so it's 24 years ago but when you said the speech just after all of us and i think it was before we went out on the stage and the Joe, but just we won that and you can't, we have that story for the rest of our lives that nobody can take that adventure away from us. And it's just, you know, amazing. And it's amazing to be able to see you um, come back and put all that knowledge. Like I, like I tell everybody, you know, right now it's just wait and see. So Sean's got a few good draft questions for you. Um, I don't think he's got an order, but I'm not sure he's on his own. He's a professional. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, I I'll do my best to answer. You, right. I promise I won't ask you about the mock draft. First of all, I appreciate you, you joining us. And you know what? What kind of challenges does this draft present? Because you had a shortened season for the Western League, a shortened season for the Quebec Majors. The league that you and Darren played in and went through the draft process, the OHL didn't play. How much of a factor is that for, for not only these kids, but – you know, what you and your scouting staff look at in regards to future Red Wings? Well, Sean, it, um, probably the most uh, challenging and uh, um, uh, draft I've ever been a part of, you know, like our guys really over two seasons watch these kids and, you know, they'll watch them as 17-year-olds. They'll watch them within their own leagues. They'll watch them uh, at inter in an international competition so you get to compare them within their own league, their their own age group uh, internationally, uh, and see them at different levels. This year, as you just point out, so many kids played at uh, in different levels. You even had kids that couldn't play in Ontario going over to play in a men's league in Europe and sometimes in some obscure leagues. So 
you really uh, uh, it's hard to compare like player A to player B because we didn't see them playing against each other as much as we normally would. So I think honestly, it's a bigger crapshoot than ever, and it always is a crapshoot when it comes down to it. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I, I can't speak for every organization, but I know the guy, our, our scouting staff, did the very best they could to watch the players in their areas, to get to know the players in their areas. If they were playing, they were watching them, uh, whether it was in person or, or via um, uh, video. How about, uh, you know, some of the guys? I think that, you know, more of the showcase and what I see in this world championship is a lot of confidence, I mean, whether we're talking about Troy Stetcher with Canada or Verona or Heronic, um, or with Mo Sider. Let's start with him. How do you see, obviously, did you see him progressing as much this quickly? Because um, we all see the highlights, and he's a, he's a man's man. This is, some, this is a real man. So did you see this happening yeah. as quick? Well, you know, I, initially I saw him the year we, we dra- ended up drafting him, playing in the uh, B pool or the second division of the World Juniors. And, uh, you know, it was against, you know, the second-tier countries, but you know, I watched him. He was big and he was kind of dominant. Not not necessarily going end to end and scoring highlight real goals or things like that, but just in his presence and his command of the puck, his decision making, he looked pretty good. Then I saw him in the men's league in Germany and and saw just a lot of lot of good instincts, good which project uh, to an NHL player. Um, you know, I wasn't sure what to expect when he went to Grand Rapids last year. I got an 18 year old and in the American Hockey League, this could be a real challenge for him. And he did all right. I was pleasantly surprised. He did well. And and then this year, uh, kind of in November, he was hoping to play in Germany with Mannheim, his former team. And their season continued to be delayed. And we debated at that time in November, should he go, should he come wait and come over to North America and see if the NHL is going to start or the American League starts? And he and I had a conversation. He said, look, I've got an opportunity to go to Sweden and it gives me a chance to play and play a lot. I'd like to do it. And I thought it was a great idea for him. And he went there, and the Swedish League's a pretty good league. And he did very well. Um, uh, and, uh, again, probably did he – I wasn't sure what my expectations for that league were, but he did well. And he's done well again here at the World Championship. So we're encouraged. He's progressing well. He's a, he's a mature young man, physically strong. He's still got a lot of things to work on. You know, he has never played against uh, – uh, uh, Nathan McKinnon or Kale McCarr or Nikita Kucherov or Braden Point or Tom Wilson or any of these guys yet. So that's a whole other step, and we'll see. You know, he'll get that opportunity likely next year, and we'll see how he does. Uh, once again, kindly joining us tonight here on 760 WJR, the Red Wings Executive Vice President and General Manager, uh, Steve Eiserman. Uh, Steve, it, it's funny, you know, some of the guys that, that you mentioned, I mean, Nikita's a perfect example Everybody wants to talk about, you know, the top picks in the draft, and you were besieged with that. You know, where you make your bread is you, you find the guys like that at, at 58, or you find some of those guys, you know, later in the draft that, that put that team together. And one of the things that jumped out to me, and I told Darren this a, a thousand times, is the day that you had your press conference, April 19th, 2019, you didn't blow any smoke. You told people, guys – this is a process. It's going to take some time, but we want to get this franchise back to where we're accustomed to and back where you guys were. Two years later, how's that progress been, Steve, by your estimation? Are you where you think you would be? How would you describe what it is two years into that rebuild? 
Well, um, you know, I, de- I didn't put a lot into, you know, you, you project your team at the start of the year where you think, uh, you know, what you, your expectations are. You work with your coaches. Uh, you know, what are we trying to accomplish? What are our goals for the season? Two years into, you know, my tenure, I guess, as the general manager, uh, I, I look at what am I trying to do? I'm trying to, uh, you know, get as much young talent as we possibly can. That's in whether it's in, uh, you know, the form of draft picks or, or for the future or kids we've already drafted, signing college free agents, whatever it is, trying to get as much young talent as we can. I've uh, been through, uh, what, two drafts uh, with the Red Wings now. We've got a lot of picks in the upcoming draft, a lot of picks in the next draft. So uh, I guess the plan is is trying to acquire as much young talent as we can. I'm sticking to that. And uh, we're looking to, to, to improve our team each year um, because I think it's important to – for your young players, whether it's Dylan Larkin or Philip Sedino or possibly Moritz Sider next year, you want to surround them with character veterans, with, with some players that help them grow and, and develop at the NHL level. So where I, I'm not sure where I expected us to be in year two. It's not like I sit here and go, okay, you know, last year I planned on having 40 points. This year I wanted to have us 50 points, finish seventh, sixth, or Whatnot. It's not as simple as that. I'm just sticking to a process of trying to uh, get as much young talent as we can, run a good development program, uh, 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 all from from the from the moment they're drafted or signed through the, uh, the American Hockey League until they get to the NHL. And and along the way, we hope we get some pleasant surprises and players we didn't expect to be as good as they were, and that would expedite the process. So I guess. Um, I'm pleased with the season that we had. I see progress in a lot of our younger players. Um, you know, I expect I expect us to continue to get better, uh, our young players to continue to get better, and, and the, the uh, add to the prospects that are in our system. Hey, Stevie, uh, one last thing, which is everybody out there, when I say it took me a long time to take my own advice, but if I listen to Steve Eisenman, usually good things happen. And if you fans, you listen to what Stevie just said, he's going to map it out together. Now, I want to take you back because I don't know how to, other than to ask you this question, It didn't. it's not from me, it's from somebody in this room. But it goes back to your goal in '95 against John Casey in the in the, in 90, the yeah in Is the that playoffs. '95, '96, '96, yeah, okay, '96, yeah. yeah. 96, yeah. So it goes back. Do you want to tell it, Eric? Oh, uh, yeah, I'll ask this question. And you could please uh, treat it, this response because I figured if your answer, Khan's going to ask some we get yeah. dumb questions here. Feel free to take this one right <laughs> so out. Here you on go. Me. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so I have a friend. I went. I told friends you were coming on. Asked for some questions, and one of them's a hockey fan. But after running this question by Darren, we're going to test his credentials. Uh, he would like to know if the slapper in '96 from the blue line against the Blues uh, was just a puck deep for a chance at a change, or were you actually aiming at the corner? Uh, the only thing I was trying to do was Murray Barron was a defenseman right in front of me was trying to shoot it by his ankle, not hit him in the feet. That's all I was trying to do. Um, wow. From that far out, like, like I'm just trying to get pucks, shoot, get the pucks on the net, shoot it at the net. We're in overtime. Was that double overtime at that point? You know, they, they don't call a lot of penalties. It was hot. We're all tired. Your shifts were short. So I was, th- I was thinking anytime I got the puck, just shoot it. And like I said, at that point, the only thing I was trying to do was get it by Murray Barron's feet. 
Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Wasn't as dumb as I thought, but there's he, I, it's Steve Eisman. He's he was thinking right there, barring in for the dramatics because <laughs> yeah. he want, always Max, wanted Max. to get tackled by Bobby or he, like yeah. he did back in Peterborough. Anyways, yeah, let's be honest, Mac. Like you, we shot a lot of pucks together. I couldn't pick the corner from that far out. I'm surprised it even got that far. But, my shot ain't that good. Silk, listen. They they know you're the worst. Everybody knows you're the worst practice player in the history of the world because of me. Yeah. Robotize number two, and I'm number three. But it's a great list. I follow you anywhere, buddy. And I appreciate you uh, coming on and uh, indulging us. And uh, great luck. And I love what you said because this is the truest thing that came out of your mouth. If it works out, it's yours. If not... Drapes is in trouble. So there you go. Yeah, Somebody exactly. else's fault. <laughs> Nothing's changed. So nothing's changed. Good luck. Hope to see you soon. Thanks, see Steve. See you guys. Have All a great right. night. You Thanks, bet. Right. There he is, President GM, Mr. Steve Eiserman, with knowledge. Just listen to what the gentleman says, and you have the path to the future. It's coming. I don't know when, but it's when. Anyways, thanks for joining us on the Darren McCarty Show. When we come back, oh, my God, oh my it's God. alpha positive time. Mr. Positive, I hope you're there, bud. AM760, WJR. Thanks again to President and General Manager Steve Eiserman for joining us on the show. Oh, and what a great segue. Mr. Positive, are you there? It's Friday, baby. Warriors, follow your dreams with head held high. Without you to hold them, they would wither and die. Hit me, T-Mac, Shawnee. Uh, Great interview with uh, Stevie Y. Uh, To me... The, uh, one of the top five greatest players of all time. You got Gretzky, you got Lemieux, you got Orr, you got Nicky, you got Howe, and you got Stevie Y as the t- best two-way player arguably ever. Stevie Y. Put it in stone, Ow! baby. Put it in stone. Hey, I wanted to ask you, what did you think about your boy Alpha Positive Dan Campbell putting on the race helmet, being the Grand Marshal for the Grand P? How cool is that, bud? I love it. I love it. I, I love Danny C. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hey, you guys, have a great weekend. Love y'all. Have a great weekend yourself. Now, my favorite segment of the weekend, what's in the microwave and what's on the grill? We've expanded. (laughs) Gentlemen, I've turned this into a little game. We got two cooks in the kitchen now. We got two cooks in the kitchen. We know world established culinary genius uh, trained by the butchery. Um, in Kego Harbor by the one and only Chef David Hubbard himself, Sean Belegian on the grill. And in the other corner, the overly worked overtime has to bring in uh, five different uh, frozen meals to put in the microwave <laughs> because he's running shifts. Jason ones and twos. Gentlemen, we are going to hear from each contestant and see what they have on the grill or in the microwave. And you decide what sounds delicious. We're going to start with you, Jason. Okay, so I did have a day off yesterday, and I did barbecue some some chicken breasts. So I got that left over. Oh, look at I so, love where his head's at. No it's a combo. Uh, it's a, no, no, no. You guys, listen. I'll tell you a little secret here. We're gonna go off track, but uh, Howie Mandel here is gonna take the lead. Okay, you keep always have the chicken break because I'm a huge ramen's guy or whatever, and you throw the chicken in. It's even best is crispy chicken. It's phenomenal. Anyways, back now to the I story. do have I do have for later. Yeah. 
the and I don't remember. It's not ramen, but I, I forget the the brand name. It's yeah. the thing where you fill it to the line, you put it in the microwave oh, for five it. minutes, and oh, yeah. no free. So I, I might I might put that with the chicken. Oh, I like it. And then Ooh. and then uh, if I'm watching something later, maybe it's couple you know one two in the morning. I got some microwave popcorn. So. Oh, nice. There's a, listen, this is a big topic. Anybody who's been in the microwave popcorn line, there's a huge selection. Do you have a go to? It is actually uh, about a mile from my house is an old Spartan store. It's not Spartan anymore. And it's the off-brand. I believe it's our family brand. And it's Ooh. movie theater butter. Okay. No and free it's awesome. You, it's so, awesome. No, Double it's awesome. All right. Grillmaster, Sean Belegian. What do we got this weekend? It's supposed to be hot. How are we doing? How can I How can I compete with that? It, that's, it's tough to follow that. That's, a, that's an impressive menu. Uh, Mac, you know what? I, I did St. Louis ribs last week. I think I told you I'm going back yeah. to baby back this week. Yeah, so a creature of habit. And I broke the code on wings. I'm Ooh, telling you, um, baking soda is so – I'm not talking. Baking soda with wings, it, it, it crunches it up. It's tremendous. So I'm doing some uh, Cajun wings tomorrow. But why is that uh, illegal? Why is uh, that? You know what? Who thinks about using baking soda – with wings and and somebody gave me the tip and and I'll tell you what it's it's tremendous it's I broke the code I, I'm you know you make there's a difference between making good wings and making unbelievable uh, wings look who you're talking and to baking look who you're talking level. to sir you're not just yeah, using we are like in church right now when you know what my favorite thing on the grill is you know like yeah. I love chicken wings so when you're talking about that now I can't wait I can't wait for the next Brandon where are you going with right off the rip who am I going with? Yeah. Oh, this is tough. I know it is. I, I'm i not a big ribs guy. I don't want Sean to be upset with me, so oh, I think I'm hey, going to hey, go with the I'm, chicken. I, dude, I would pick Sean's menu. See, Come on. Jace is picking Sean's. I like chicken, though. Um, I'll and go do with you that. like rum? Because I'm going with Jay's just I'm for the go fact that I like, right, but just because I'm going to, you know, get back to whatever like this, and I want, you know, now that Sean's on this, I don't want the first few. I want when he when he expertises yeah. the wing. Sean, right? I, Sean, I'll leave these guys to my meal, and I'll head over to your house. <laughs> You'd be invited. You'd be invited, Jay, as long as your name's not Dory. Wait, wait, wait. Sean, I'm sorry. But see, that's my thing. One, all credit to Jay for, for going into Sean's territory and barbecuing. Like That's a bold move. But I will say that I'm also going with the fact that I have a better chance at eating just or uh, Jay's meal than I do Sean's. I've been trying for years now, so I gotta go with. Uh, oh, so I gotta go with Jay. Sean's I gotta like, go with Jay. Like, oh, so oh. Sean's is sort of like uh, you know the gold and or the Oak Island gold. You know the, yeah, the Oak Island. I'm working drilling. In all honesty, Sean. Sean's Sean <laughs> show called Curse Oak Island. Yeah, Sean sounds phenomenal. <laughs> if I could, if I could get an invite, I'd be there. <laughs> Holy cow, that was hard to get out. What else? Any big plans you guys got this weekend? No, watching a lot of hockey. You yeah. know, it's uh, t- tis the season, Mac, and I-, I mean these playoff series have just been fantastic. So, uh, two big ones tonight. You know, obviously the Habs and Jets already started, and then Colorado and 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 the Knights are just can't miss. I mean, it's just so much fun to watch. Yeah. Do you have any uh, inklings on tonight's game for your habitant? Um. You. You know what? I. <laughs> I don't. I really. I. I keep going back and forth. I'm vacillating. I. I, I Jets. No, you don't want to fall down. Oh, <laughs> going back to Montreal, but we'll see. Be careful, dude. I'll bring you some CBD for that. <laughs> what right. about you, Dorch? 
Uh, I'm going to be here on the weekend, might play a little golf, and I'm going to watch the uh, Phoenix Suns get a little bit closer to the NBA Finals. Oh, by the way, any of you golf fans, uh, at Jack's Place, the Memorial Bucket List bucket item, list. Uh, next Monday I will be out uh, Detroit Golf Club because the Rocket Mortgage is coming, it's media day. I'll be out there and uh, trying to talk to a few of these guys. I might even get a chance to speak to Bryson Disham, Bo. And no, I won't. Ask. Yes, I will ask him about his Brooks stuff. Anyways, thanks for joining us on this Friday, June 4th. Love you out there. Like I always say, I'm a batter. You are my power. Thank you in the listening areas. Darren McCarty, have a great night. See ya.